Welcome to the Abundance Matrix Underground Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I've worked as a mentor, teacher, and content creator for empaths, intuitives, and entrepreneurs for close to 10 years. With over 2 million views on YouTube, I've spent the last five years specifically teaching empaths how to stop sacrificing their authentic creative desires, include themselves in the equation, and thrive. I believe empaths are the center of creative expression on this planet, and my purpose with this podcast is to spark your psychic desires and connect you to a deeper understanding of your human tech and its pivotal role in creating heaven on earth. We are all psychic, and as we heal our psychic intimacy with ourselves, we heal it with each other and enter into a new golden age, a renaissance. When empaths become sovereign in their creative power, we break the psychic bonds of mimic that have been on this planet for thousands of years and anchor in the infinite potential of humanity's creative urge. I call this the Underground Podcast because I believe this conversation thrives when it's shared by word of mouth. I don't rely on fancy marketing techniques or ads. Instead, I want this podcast to grow organically through people like you sharing it with the people you believe it would resonate with. Because of people like you, my podcast was in the top 10 most followed and most globally shared in 2022. So thank you so much for my first year. I feel so grateful for all of you guys. I know that together we can grow deeper into our human tech, break out of mimic and take back our sovereignty as creators. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Abundance Matrix Underground podcast. Today I am sharing with you a recording that I did for some of my private groups, my King and Queen of Wands and my membership. I actually was hiking today and I recorded this and I wasn't even sure exactly where I was going to share it or who I was going to share it with. with. And in the end, I was like, you know what, I'm going to share it across the board. I actually feel like this is sort of um, a little bit deeper, maybe or a different take on my 2024 reading for empath entrepreneurs. I actually went and started to re-listen to that. And I was like, why do I sound so serious in the beginning? Um, I don't know, for some reason, I was just like, I almost felt like I needed to re-record it. And then I was like, you know what, this recording that I recorded today, I was literally hiking and I just sat down. I was like, I got to record this. And then I walked some, I I was just like literally hiking and walking and sitting. And I just kept recording because so many things were coming to me, but I just felt like this is a perfect intro into what my podcast is going to be in 2024, which is a lot more personal stuff, a lot more focus on entrepreneurs and a lot more conversation. Although this is just a conversation between you and me in my mind, I have conversations coming. I'm super excited to be sharing them. And I have a lot. I even have, I'm going to be having Flaker Fridays where I'm going to be sharing conversations with my siblings, just a lot more of my family story. There's a lot of really good stuff coming and I'm super excited about it. But until then, this conversation I feel like is a really good Um, intro into the direction I'm going. And like I said, it's also a little bit deeper or maybe a little bit of a different take, a little bit more specific um, of a take from my 2024 reading for empath entrepreneurs, which by the way, was really specific. When I did that reading, there was some specific archetypes that I had in mind, people that um, I either know personally or that are public that I felt they're sort of represent an archetype of people that are coming up um, and coming becoming very prominent on the grid. So anyway, if you haven't listened to that, check it out. It's very subdued in the beginning. I don't know why. I really don't. When I re-listened to it, I almost was like, I'm deleting this. But then I thought, you know, there's there's relevant enough information in it, um, but there's a lot more coming. So I love you guys. I'd love to hear what you think about this recording. If you like this style uh, I just, this, this podcast is going to be becoming more and more casual. That's my, that's my hope anyway. So, all right. I love you and yeah, have a good day. Happy holidays. And I will see you on the next recording. I'm sitting at the top of a spring, a natural spring, right next to the water. And my dog is running back and forth. So you might hear her, but I wanted to sit here and just capture this energy in this moment. And the trees, the pine trees, 
I actually realized as I was here today, the aspens as well want to come through so strongly. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure aspens are going to be where we focus next. Um, gosh, the neural network of aspens. Wow. But pine, I keep feeling this very powerful sense of vitality, 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 vitality. And that 2024 for us is really anchoring in or not even anchoring in. It's like sparking a level of vitality that excites our senses, our whole senses and excites in the best way. Arouses is a better word in a way that arouses our senses, all of our senses, and especially our multidimensional senses, because these senses are where our imagination is, where our true currency lies. And I've been talking a lot about quintillionaire mindset. I keep hearing to say that because even beyond trillionaire, like that's about to happen. You know, they're going to be trillionaires, but we're going to like, like we have to see that all there, that every issue can be solved. There's solutions to all problems. And those solutions come through ideas. That's the currency. All problems can be solved. That's the thing. That is the secret to truly bouncing out of lack. All problems can be solved. And there are people who have, for whatever reason, we've been just enough out of the matrix or just enough not hypnotized by it that we've developed an ability to read a whole bun- a whole different equation of what's going on. And this, this has been seated on the planet for a very, very, very long time. So it's like the compounding effect. All of a sudden, it's going to seem astronomical. But it's been in play for thousands of years that we've been planting these seeds. And what I heard when I was hiking, it's why I wanted to sit down and record, is that a lot of us here that are incarnate, that are plugged into this um, network of understanding, I guess that I feel like what, what I'm always speaking to is this place where we literally solve problems. <laughs> we solve problems because we understand humanity at the deepest level and we understand how our human tech works. We understand how human psychology works. We, we are understanding that, but we're, we're anchoring in a much deeper understanding, which is that we can pro- reprogram our beliefs. And if we can reprogram our beliefs from within, meaning we don't need permission from anyone else to do it. It's not something you have to vote for. It's not something you have to ask permission for. It's just something you have to commit to because changing the belief changes the habit. And so when we talk about shifting from, I keep saying it, a millionaire mindset to a billionaire mindset, to a trillionaire mindset, to a contrillionaire mindset. And I know those are triggering words because we associate money with power and corrupted power because it's been ruled by lack. But the, the actual truth of the matter is, is that it's unlimited. It's infinite because all problems can be solved because all things are possible. And it's the relational technology that I've been talking about for years with our empathic gifts. The thing that I've come to understand about it is it's, it's when, we in, when we fully integrate our relational technology and we learn to trust our creative instincts and our creative abilities we truly begin solving problems because we are a social species and we are for each other. We survive, we only survive with each other, not against each other. And it's humanity as a whole, humanity, humans, we're social creatures. And this is why the lack matrix has been so effective because you keep social creatures divided then you keep these, all these needs unmet and but the power and the solutions and the resources are still there. So they're just going to other, they're just feeding other things. And so without getting too far down that road, what I was feeling so strongly when I came up here is the power of first and foremost, remembering that we have a will, our will. And I've been reflecting a lot because this last year for me has really been a deep dive into the King and Queen of Wands and I've realized so many things, but number one is that you have to have a, you have to recognize that you have a will and that you get like consent matters. Your psychic consent matters. And we are often consenting to things unconsciously. So that's the first step. But then to, 
to realize that is one thing, but to actually change the patterns, the psychic patterns, I would say for me, because I've been reflecting a lot about the last three years, it's connected to the strategic anomaly that I'm building. It's connected to a lot of what I'm teaching, what I'm teaching next year, all the new content that's coming out. So I've been deep into this and I've realized like in my own self, it has taken me about three years more than that because it's ultimately taken our whole lives but three years since I really realized I had the epiphany of my I have a will and I'm consenting to things that I'm not realizing this is when shadow contracts were coming through and I was channeling all that about shadow contracts it's taken me three years to understand this like to get untangled from those psychic mechanisms and Not because I'm saying it will take you three years, but because for me it needed to be three years because that's how entangled I was and deeply psychically entangled in ways that I didn't even know. And so when we're untangling from lack, which is what humanity has been doing for a while because so many people see have it's hit critical mass. Too many people have seen through it for for a long time. There's already been people that have been engineering the future of complete sustainability, free energy, when, when, when we have it, we have the blueprint, we have solutions. And we've been in such deep psychic warfare that that's not even what it's about. It's actually not even about solutions. It's about unhealed wounds at this point. And these unhealed wounds have attached with them beliefs. And those beliefs keep activating a certain reality because those beliefs are rooted in trauma and lack. So it's very dense because it it creates our habits, our habits of thought primarily. And so when we're getting free psychically, which is what I feel like the last three years have been for me, there is, I feel like I have gone to the deepest parts of me where I didn't even know that I didn't even know that I didn't even know that, that I had an unmet need as simple as that. And actually every time I get to one, I can't believe how tender and young it feels and yet it also feels so easily remedied you know in a sense like oh I would have never withheld it from you but I had this strong belief that I wasn't worthy and so and this is what I feel like this is pretty universal among so many humans this idea that we're not worthy of love and so if we're not worthy we don't receive it and if we believe at a core level we're not worthy then we will continue to act out as if we're not worthy So this, I just, I feel like I got to such a deep core of, of what I believed and breaking up with those agreements, breaking up with those beliefs. And now I feel like as I've been choosing anomaly and, and more recently crafting a very specific strategic anomaly using some of the tools that Rachel and I are going to be teaching in our anomaly course, I feel so aware of the habits that match the mindset because I feel like I've been working on the mindset for three years but my habits have taken just have like just because life goes in a direction for so long that you have so much momentum going in a certain direction that changing course it's almost like having to turn around a huge ship and there's something, there's a few things here that I feel like are key that just when I think of, when I feel into the vitality of the pine tree and the vitality of 2024 that's coming because of a deep stabilization of our gifts, a deep stabilization of, of our currency, understanding what our currency is and how to use it, that's astronomical abundance. I feel as if I had to put, I pushed pause because I wanted to make sure my dog was so close, but she's right here. Um, when I feel into this vital, the vitality that the pine trees want to offer, the essence of the pine trees, as I'm like tuning in and allowing that vitality to infuse these messages that want to come through and just infuse the end of the year with like flame and, and water. Um, so creating habits of a mindset of infinite possibilities. What happens here is this is where I feel like we get so, we have to get so honed in and tuned in and tapped in to our authentic creative urge, our psychic urge, our, our, the space where that, that 
essence of us that just is a problem solver, like it just is part of our tech, it just is part of our relational tech, it just is, that 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 aspect of us has been entangled in lack. And so those problem solving abilities, I feel like in many ways we haven't, I don't know, there's there's something that we haven't fully integrated or we we hadn't up to this point hadn't fully integrated about sinking our creative urge with our action and with what's possible. And I feel like this is because we were so deeply tuned in to the world we were imprinted with. Like it just was our, this is something about the tech people that come in with this like creative tech of infinite possibility, like understanding that as part of your tech And so then being able to assess where you are, assess where your resonance is, assess, just assess like what you authentically want to move towards and what you authentically want to repel from. And I, I feel like it's even connected to, this is where the extrasensory gifts come in. It's connected to nature because it's connected to our primal instincts and our primal senses that are connected to the body thriving. And that's part of what we've been disconnected from is like the body has been what we've sacrificed typically. Typically the the line of like empaths that have played that role. That's usually what we sacrifice. Oft it's not always, but usually what we sacrifice is the body. So or I think another thing we often sacrifice is our sanity. And that can work if you just go into full artist and anchor in the artist. And then I think that there's a it's not only can work, but it's like the mystics and the poets and the the just those who, who inspire a new story that fall in love. Um, and I feel like falling in love, I brought this up in the, in the reading for 2024 for empath entrepreneurs that I feel like the card that I pulled in my imagination, I was asking spirit, like, well, I was asking the pine specifically, like, what is like the energy for 2024 that you want to help me like bring through? And it was the lover's card. That's just the card that came up. And it made so much sense because it's so much about stabilization and grounding of polarities and um, finding a space of true creation within the polarity. That's where art comes from. That's where life comes from. So just to get, I I think that I'm going to start walking soon because it's getting cold, but just to, actually, I'm going to just stand up. I'm going to hit pause and then walk and finish this because I feel like I need to walk to get my mind going and I'm not even sure if I'm going to share this with you guys. I knew I just had to sit and take in this amazing spring and my dog was thrilled about it. Okay, I'm going to hit pause and then I'm going to walk and I'm going to keep talking. Okay, I'm walking now. So the main thing I wanted to bring through because it came through so clearly as I was just now hiking and specifically the second I tuned into the trees, the pine trees. And to be honest, there's more aspen trees where I am than pine. So I was like, oh, wow, because I, I was imagining myself to be surrounded by them when I was here. That's kind of when I was on my way here. But I was like, oh, yeah, there's so many aspens here. Um, but nonetheless, as soon as I became aware of the pine trees and then where they were further away and then I tuned into them, I instantly felt this reminder of psychic tech and how our creative will matters and that nature and essences, specifically the elements, help tune us back into our psychic creativity. The parts of us that create new worlds, that create solutions, and that love too. Like there's that we're in such a deep polarization right now between like um, spirituality and business, or that's kind of a more crude model of it, but um, just the aspects of us that see the bigger picture in terms of how the systems are have been not working for us and not just have this is just just seeing that we need better systems in the world and the and and our money tied to it we're all tied to it whether we like to be or not so there's also particularly for empath entrepreneurs there's this line of like because we I think because we're so intimately aware of the where the system is hurts and where it wound where it's where where it 
you know what I'm saying. I don't even want to go too far into that, but it, we're just, we're just aware of the result and the effect of continuing our energy patterns in a certain way. We feel it like it's the, the people who felt the elephant in the room for a long time that are like, oh, hello, people have been talking about it for a really long time, but it's hit critical mass, as I said earlier. And I think this next level of it is where all these empaths are going to step into their creative will that have up to this point not even known that they have that they get to have a will that they have creative consent and that their will be done even if it's my will is God's will but to actually know i think the to actually know what your will is if you don't know and to realize in, in to realize you don't know to realize that half of what you've been doing is because you want like in a sense, it was your will because it was done, but because your actual need was to feel validated or witnessed or loved or important or significant or, you know, like that's how so many, so many of us move towards what we want. We'd like, we have these deep, deep needs that never got met. And so we move towards everything we do, especially in the business world from that same space. And that's why it's like, there's, there's such, we get all this data, so much data. And I feel like impasse have been gathering so much data for years now, years, but particularly on this, in this onslaught of social media. And I'm, I'm thinking especially of impasse who've been on social media kind of from the beginning, because you have codes that you probably don't even realize. Um, there's just so much to say here, but I feel like this tech of solutions like the solution paradigm is part of heaven on earth and but there's different ways you can do solution and anchoring in solution that comes purely from our craft which is getting closer to the empath because the empath has typically sacrificed their authentic desires for other needs to get met that were never met so or their just innate sense of cohesion kind of causes them to always tune into what's best for the group and often lose their sense of self within that or never never develop a sense of self because they over um over what's the word like relate to or over I don't know that's something that I'm gonna have to explore because I can feel as I'm saying it that's a different kind of tech but um but nonetheless I know at least for me I feel like it, I, I think I empathed my siblings and my environment so strongly that I, it took me forever to realize that I even was anyone apart from them, especially because we grew up in such a bubble, and especially me because I was the youngest and my family was so huge. So it, so it seemed like a, like I had all the community I needed. I was pretty isolated with my family most of my life. I mean, I had friends, but I mean, I even I'd rather hang out with my sister the sisters than my friends even my brothers too. So it's like, I really was with my family. Mostly, I would say at least 90% of the time until I moved out of the state in my twenties. And that's when I even started realizing, oh wow, I have like, there's this other part of me that I didn't even get to know because everyone around me, like when you're, when you're around such familiar people and the familiar projections, it's, my dog's barking. Hold up. All right. All's well. She hadn't quite barked. She was growling, but she saw uh, earlier a tree, a big, huge, like trunk of a fallen tree that was blackened and it scared her because we were kind of far from it. And she like growled at it. She, it looked intimidating. Even when I first looked, it looked like a, like a big beat, like big animal at first second. And I even kind of jumped. Um, but she's such a, she's so protective and it's so cute. I mean, it's more than cute. It's like, I'm like, hell yeah, that's what I asked for. I just, I just love that. She's so aware. Um, anyway, whew. the weather is, it's just so perfectly cold, but I'm hot because I'm hiking. I, my, one of my favorite things to do is hike and either talk out loud to myself or talk to my siblings or just be in complete dead silence, but conversations like this you know, um, so I feel like I'm like taking you guys along with me, but I am hiking. So I'll be breathing. 
this is just a small hill right here and I won't be so puffy after this but anyway dang like I wonder if I'm actually going to share this recording it'll be interesting if I do if you end up hearing this let me know if you like this style <laughs> I feels like the best and sometimes I need to be I, I just sometimes need to be moving when I channel or it's just helpful to be it's why I love to send voice texts to people <laughs> I do it with my friends and family all the time okay so I'm gonna hit pause and by another part of the spring and I am gonna sit here for a minute because this is one of my favorite spots it's so I'll record it because you guys have to see it because it's so magical Okay, I sat down by the river, and then I remembered why I started moving again, because it's a little bit cold. But nonetheless, this place, it's, I mean, this is like a stream. It's a spring, so it's not quite a river, but it is a river. Um, or it turns into one anyway. Okay, so hopefully the water is not too loud. But I wanted to just finish this and say that once you realize this, okay, I'm just kind of, this is just what I've realized. Once I realized I had a psychic will, that I, I could give consent and that I, I get, per, like, I get to, I have a will. And it's one of those, like, inheritances. It's part of being a creator. So you inherit that ability to create and the ability to have a will and your will be done. And you learn who you are because of that and, or what we are. And you also learn something. I think every, every unique expression of what we are is an expansion into more and this is why art matters so much and I feel like I've been speaking a lot to this for, for a while now for the last few years this weird tech of like this empathic tech that's kind of techie but also really in the craft and also in art and the this space of digital magic to create more anomaly online and I think there's so many different people a part of it in different ways but because we're online at all, no matter how how much we use it or for how long, what we are intending to imprint it with, like allowing that to be a part of our psychic will, and it connects directly to our businesses and where our, our livelihood is a better way to say it. A because we're spending our currency on it, our energy, our life force, and B because it's so influential. And another thing that came through in like the quintillionaire mindset was that at, at some point money is, is is just completely useless and what becomes incredibly valuable is relationships is influence like trust how much you trust yourself primarily and when we serve the grid and we don't we don't know our own will and we don't serve our own creative urge we are always scattering to look for who to serve so who's right who's wrong who's good who's bad how can we serve the good guy and I think that those of you who I'm speaking to anyway the the ones that I'm pulling this energy through for I think that we are meant to anchor in the art of the technology of creation of creating of being a creator and it's part of how I feel like we're going to unleash such a powerful renaissance because it's just like kids, right? I saw this, I read this um, post that said that kids are way outperforming AI and like basic stuff, which of course makes sense, but it, their creativity is unlimited. And I, it just reminded me of how when we, when we are in that space where anything's possible, that's where, where we are the most powerful. And we know scientifically that when we believe in something, it works. Even in medicine, they've found that if people, the placebo effect, if people believe it works, it generally does for them. And we've also learned that that belief can change and our faith can get eroded. And I think that it's important that we, that there's something in our innate creative tech that always wants to explore what it means to be alive, what it means to be human, what it means, what it means to be a creator. Even if that meaning for us is complete stillness and witness, it's still an aspect of it, you know, because the observer is affecting what's being created. So even if our goal is total stillness and not to create, because I've, I've had people say that to me um, a couple times, just that 
you know, I'm really feeling like spirit's calling me to do nothing and not to necessarily do art. I've been creating. I want to do nothing. It is a part of the art because what you do in stillness is perhaps some of the most powerful shit you'll ever do and ever create. And this is where we're getting to. When we work with the king and, king and queen of wands, when we work with um, just the power of our creative urge, when we work with our creative preference, our our permissions, our psychic permission, when we work, when we allow ourselves to just get clear there, it shifts everything. We cre- that's where we actually create new worlds because we insert a different psychic equation. We become a different resonance because what how we think and what we believe is possible and therefore what we do and how we hold ourselves and everything changes. So the entire equation changes. And this is where turtle magic kicks in. I, 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 the last three years for me, I've wanted to go faster. I thought it was just going to go boom and I was going to feel the next arc because I know I'm going to arc. I know we all are. And, but I, I, I was surprised that 2020, it was, it was definitely an anomaly and it show it took me deep, deep in. And I think it did this on a global scale for many people. It took me deep, deep into where I where within me I'm still voting for lack and where I'm still giving permission for it in my reality, where I'm still giving creative energy to there's not enough, we're not enough, we have to stop to the incarnate prosperity and that comes specifically from the Trinity, that comes specifically from being body, mind, heart we're not just one thing alone, separate, we're connected to all of it we're, we're connected to the whole self and we're connected to others and we're connected to the planet. There's a, there's a whole interdependent web of energy going back and forth between us. And we have a lot more information about that than we did 50 years ago. And we have, at least in terms of public, like accepted this, but this stuff is ancient, 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 this understanding. And I guess I'm like talking about really broad stuff, but I really believe that it's our relational tech and our, and our abilities to whatever we do with that. All, for all of us, it's different. But whatever we do with the ability to connect to our whole self and to be an incarnate version of prosperity, an incarnate version of heaven on earth, an incarnate piece of heaven on earth, which because it's the trinity in fellowship rather than in war, being at being at peace with all of that we are rather than being at war with what we are and being at peace with our creative aspects which means being at peace with god being at for me it's like the goddess i feel like if i were going to worship anything it would be the goddess it just feels like it's in me to do that um but what i mean by that is like just the essence of chaos itself the essence of magic itself the essence of life itself everything that creates it and I think that if I were like if the aspects of me that 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 truly feels um just in in fellowship in awe in union in ooh, it's a big one like in resonance with the mother in resonance with like the earth when I say the mother I'm just feeling her I mean, she's surrounding me right now. And I'm right next to these huge pine trees, too. I'll have to film them as well. Um, Okay. At this point, I feel like I've just been, like, I took, like, seven different turning lanes. (laughs) But all leading to the same place, which is that our Trinity technology is our incarnate prosperity. And to access this level of abundance is actually completely about how we are being with our tech like how we drive our tech, how we use our tech, what we create with our tech. And that includes being much, much, much more aware of what we're focusing on and what we're voting for, which inevitably gets us out of the victim, aggressor, savior paradigm. And so that's the place where psychically, back to what took me three years, where psychically I I didn't realize I had so many psychic tentacles in lack. And it's, and just, just how it's been, it's been fascinating to feel all the triggers go off and to watch. I feel so grateful for social media for quickly helping me see through so much of, of the bigger picture of what's going on for us. 
my dog is like, <laughs> I think she wants to go. Okay, I'm going to start walking again, and then I'll close this off. Okay, I'm walking downhill now. I have no idea if the last few minutes that I shared made any sense because being next to that gully kind of, it always like loops my energy. Um, whew, yeah, there's some powerful, powerful energy here right now. I love this particular hike that I'm on is one that I used to go to all the time when I lived over here closer to when I lived in my apartment and I don't go to it as, as much anymore because it is not very close. I go to other ones now, but this one is always, I've been here so many times and I, it's like, there's enough people here that you feel safe, but you also can be alone completely. And it's just the, the nature here is so alive. And, and I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like I have a relationship with it. So it's fun to have it with me in this recording, even if it's just for me. Um, Okay, so where I wanted to end this, or really begin it all, is that this, I guess one of the biggest things I've learned from the last three years is that for some of the deep psychic knots, it's okay to take time, and it's necessary. And I feel like if I could go back and say anything to my past self, and even I'm telling myself this right now, is that to be easy on myself and not judge myself for how for how how it works for me like for how long it takes for what I'm having to learn for what I'm having to look at and for how quote-unquote long it's taking me I've realized I have just had a lot of judgment towards myself about um just how long this is taking me to work through this or has took me I feel like I'm I feel like I'm at the end of it and even being able to put together my strategic anomaly I feel so like wow I'm I truly feel like I've gotten an immense amount of data and I I know I can say with confidence I feel like I know what works for me for my rhythm and timing and for anchoring into that and that's kind of where I wanted to end is that we have to invest in our technology and that means invest in a lifestyle and a way of being that supports that. And part of that, and this is just common sense, is being in nature more, whatever that looks like, but our primal instincts have to get turned back on. And for empaths especially, it's like when it's, if you live in a place of winter where it snows and you tend to just cozy up and be inside a lot when it is in the winter, which I love, I challenge you in the best, most loving way for the sake of your technology to get outside more. Just get the proper, if you can, get the proper gear so you can be warm, but spend time in nature, even if it's five minutes, even if it's, but walk outside, even if it's freezing cold, if you can, if you have the right gear. Um, there's something so invigorating about it, but also, and this is applicable no matter where you are or what climate you're in, because the idea is sync with the climate and on the climates that we tend to, um, move away from more like, or move away from being outside because of extreme weather. Uh, it's, there's this fascinating thing. I would, I learned the same thing this summer because usually I dread summer because it's just hot. And this summer in particular are, we didn't have central air or we didn't have air and at all and which was ended up being the best thing I should say we did have air of course (laughs) we had fans um we didn't have any like air conditioning but it was one of the best things and now I don't even know if I want one ever again weirdly or if I have one I think I would just use it so differently because it changed my whole rhythm I felt like I was able to actually sync with summer whereas before when I lived in my apartment, I always had my air conditioning on. And so I was always cold in my apartment in the summer. I would be like in a hoodie because I love to be cozy. I would be in a hoodie in the summer when it was freaking 98 degrees outside. But then I'd go outside and be like, whoa, like, but I would be cold. Anyway, I just, I realized that there's a really important power to sinking, whatever it looks like for you, but sinking with the weather and with the elements. And I've learned, because so for just an example, one of the things for me in my anomaly, because I've wanted to change, I'm, I'm going uphill again, so I'll be, might be breathing a little deeper. Um, 
Now I forgot what I was even saying. One of the ways, just entrepreneurially, that I've wanted to shift my actual YouTube channel is to turn it more into like nature ASMR and have subliminals and meditations. And I've made a few, but I've learned so much because what my old lifestyle was, I would come up here, just have my phone, record a video, hey guys, blah, 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 post it. It's like, and I didn't even think about anything else. I wasn't really thinking about the, like, obviously I did think about filming, but I just had a different relationship with it. (laughs) Whereas I've learned because I've been to several locations filming and with my new camera and learning a lot. And I've learned that I have to have way more time to scout and just prep. I have to, I have to schedule more time because of lighting and all different sorts of things. I have to have the right equipment. I have to have like if I'm hiking to these places that are like really obscure, I have to have camera gear that is easier to carry. Because so all these things I didn't think about, and I'm using this as an example of where I feel like the the we're being asked, <laughs> at least the the spirit of the wands energy, which has been working through me the last year, couple years, um, really the whole last three years, but has been asking me to really anchor down what I need and to speak it out and to and then to invest in it and do it for what I need for my business to grow. What do I need for my life to grow? What do I need for my health to exponentiate and it's all connected and I think for entrepreneurs it's so deeply connected because you set your own schedule you set your own pace and I have had again going back to judging myself about how long it's taken me because I'm in a relationship and and not just with my partner but with his daughter and it uh, like really kind of feeling almost like whoa that happened so fast before I even really even considered how much it was such a massive change And I've just been really witnessing, now that I've spent three years, like, gathering data from, and just gathering data specifically for, (laughs) for myself to see, like, why, like, my patterns. And I, I think, again, just going back to, if I could go back to myself, I would not, I would say, don't, don't judge yourself at all. Just accept 100% where you are. Be with yourself where you are without making yourself feel like you have to be somewhere else or that there's something wrong or shameful or bad about where you are. I've I've had a lot of that come up the last year for me just because of feeling like I was so much more further ahead, like emotionally, but I've never really been in a serious relationship. One, I've had one other serious relationship. I've dated a lot and I just truly haven't wanted to. Like, I think I deeply wanted to, but I just didn't feel at all like I could even offer the space to anybody. And when I got with my partner, I was ready. I was asking for it, like for the first time ever, really saying, yes, I'm ready. And it all happened so fast. And it, and I, of course, just like any love, like it, it hits you where all your deepest vulnerabilities come up, all your wounds come up, all of your unhealed trauma comes up. You see the worst of yourself. You see the best of yourself. And I, I understand the power of having someone that just is with you through that. Amazing. And I feel like, holy crap, I just, I, I had all this skill and all this knowledge that I had like downloaded for the few years before that. And I thought, I got this. I got this. I got my trauma. I got all of this. And guys, I had no idea <laughs> how much all of this would just be so far outside of my comfort zone and yet exactly what I need. You know, like I see the beauty in all of it. Whoa. And just learning specifically even more pivoting towards my preference and unapologetically doing it. Um, gosh, it is just so, there's so much I've learned, but really I kind of going back to the, when we invest in how our tech works and what we personally need, for example, in a literal way, I learned that, okay, 2024 is going to be the year that I really invest in my channel in terms of included in my lifestyle because I spent the last year since I've opened my YouTube membership figuring out what I even need to make it what I want it to to make it and to to have it fit in a place like I've had to learn what what works with my schedule we've had my stepdaughter on and off so I've had to shift my like in terms of full time and she's full time with us now well Monday through Friday but it's it's like 
that's how life is. And I've, and that's what being an entrepreneur is like learning how to shift things all the time. And it's why I keep feeling so that it's, I just kept felt this whole time that anchoring in a really good rhythm with yourself, with your gifts, with your seasons, with where you are in your life, anchoring in a rhythm that really, um, invests in your whole self. So the more that you care about, the more you have to include in the equation. And that's what, that's where I'm like, whoa, like I've, I've realized like I have been trying to do my business the way I did it when I was single and being frustrated that I can't. I mean, this is, this is the lesson I've gotten the last three years. Um, but especially it's been honed in the last year because I've been so content focused and so getting prepared for 2024 and more behind the scenes. And so it's just changed how I do it anyway. And I, I realized like, whoa, I cannot believe how much I was expecting myself I had to pause to check on my dog. She's close. Um, But just how much I was expecting myself to, that I I was expecting that I could do my business the same way, but now having a partner and a child and a house and a yard, which I didn't have any of those things before, not, not to take care of, not to include in the equation. And gosh, like now on this side of it, it's like, well, duh, of course, if I could go back to myself a year ago, when we first moved into the house, I would say, this is going to take a while. Just take a deep breath and you've got it. Just, just create your little spaces of sanity, you know, in terms of the remodeling and stuff. Oh man. So, and not just the remodeling, but like my relation, just like specifically my, how I relate to my business and even remodeling the house was such a huge because I used to being in my apartment, having it in my, just my space, my vibe, the beaten, the main one that anchored in. Whereas when I moved into my partner's house, even though we had done a lot of remodeling already, so the energy was reset, it's still just mostly his space. He, he's like the primary anchor. And I had no idea how much that messed with me. And I, I told my partner from the beginning, I might be the type of person that has to live by myself because I need a lot of psychic space. And now what I'm learning is I just have to take up more space. He keeps telling me to. I just have to take up more space. And and that has taught me so much about will, about creative will and psychic will. And where do I naturally just default? It's been pretty fascinating. Honestly, just really, really fascinating. Um, but yeah, I think that the main thing I, I guess I'm maybe this recording is just for me, but the main thing I, I feel like wanted to come through in this is the importance of being realistic and authentic with where you are and creating a rhythm and a routine that supports you in every way. And, and that it has to be material. Like there has to be the actual physical shift there's something different that we do and we do it in the 3d so even for me like okay now I know what to invest in I we know like what I need to make filming in nature and in all these cool spaces and in all different types of weather because we've gone in all different types of weather and I've been in such cool experiences and then realize I just don't have the right equipment to capture this I don't I'm not like it's uncomfortable carrying it out like there's just so many things I've learned And that's just such a perfect analogy for life. So once you get the data, then okay, what do you need to invest in? And then invest in that and that uncomfortable step, which is making it important enough to invest in. And this is where I feel like a lot of times we wobble people in our type of grid because our tech is so in many ways just different than like the mainstream. And so we're not getting a reflection all the time back like this is needed here, you know, even though it's like we feel or it's being urged for at the deepest level, but it's just, it can be wobbly is my point. And I think that the more we unapologetically give ourselves permission to create our business exactly in a way that works for exactly what we want and know that things take time. And this is true for life and our business, but things take time and, and it's not going to be perfect. And we're learning along the way. And there's just, I don't know. I just feel like these are like basic life lessons that (laughs) people get, but I, it's just been really profound for me like how much when I look back at the last three years of my life since I got in my relationship how much pressure like how much I expected of myself to just have it all figured out when I've never even done this and I've like specifically with a man like I've never I this is my first time even being in love with a man before so it's like 
I've had a lot of crushes. I've had a lot of infatuations, but I've never been in love, you know, that I know of anyway. Um, so it's like, I just, I don't know. I just look back and think, wow, I put so much pressure on myself and it affected everything. (sighs) And I think that that was the biggest thing. So one of the greatest anomalies for me for this, for 2024 is to, relax, (laughs) release the pressure. And I've been working, like I've been preparing for it. That's another thing is I've been preparing a different way. I know now what I need. And I feel this kind of momentum across the board. I feel it with a lot of you tracking with me too. And, um, so I feel like this message is kind of like a combination of, I thought it was going to be specifically just the pine tree stuff, but the pine tree just keeps bringing through this immense vitality into my work. (laughs) And it's pretty cool. Um, I really feel invigorated by it. I want to make some pine tea and maybe I'll grab some pine before I get, before I get out off of the mountain. So I love all of you. I'm so grateful for you. I'm thinking now that I know what I recorded, (laughs) this meandering recording, um, I think I'll, I'm definitely going to share it on my membership. And, um, I think with the queen of wands people as well, because it felt like it was for both. So yeah, thanks you guys. And all that being said, for those of you who are in the membership, (laughs) I promise you that there's stuff going on behind the scenes to upgrade the tech of it all, the look of it all, the editing of it all. Even editing has been like a whole thing that I realized I didn't give myself, I never give myself enough time for because I will, I'm editing in a totally different way and a totally different thing. Anyway, so I just appreciate all of your patience because I had big, big plans at the beginning of last year and I'm glad I, I'm just proud of myself for just sticking through it um, and getting all the data I did. And I have grown and I'm making more money on YouTube than I ever did before because I don't really monetize. So this has just been awesome. And um, I really appreciate you guys. So I love you and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to dive deeper into your psychic creativity, check out my King of Wands workshop available on Thinkific. This audio course will help you dissolve your shadow contracts with the lack matrix, tap into your deepest psychic preference, learn how to give and revoke psychic permission, and unapologetically pivot your psychic energy out of lack and into abundance. This course is specifically designed to help you free your creative energy from lack. If you're interested in my YouTube content, classes, or any other ways to connect with me, check out the membership options and other links in the show notes. Have a beautiful day.